podcasting from a sex writing cave from somewhere in the middle of the internet, this is The Smut Lancer, a weekly podcast where we discuss creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. The Smut Lancer podcast is hosted by me, Kayla Lords, and Molly Moore. We're two sex bloggers who have more ideas than time in the day. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced weekly, except during those times when we finally admit we need a break. Show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. When you're ready to take your smut lancing career to a new level, join the Smut Lancers community on Patreon. For as little as $5 per month, you can ask questions, get answers, and interact with an entire community of other people who do what you do and want to get paid to do it too. Head to patreon.com slash the smut lancers to learn more. Hello there. It's Kayla Lords. Your friendly neighborhood smut lancer. I don't think that's how that works, but it's me. I'm back. I'm technically late if you listen to these in order as they are released. Uh, This is episode 93, according to my handy dandy spreadsheet. And I procrastinated making this podcast episode. Um, I don't say that for any reason other than maybe to give validation and comfort to anybody else who's like, there's this thing that I do that I love and it's very important to me, but I am not doing it on any good schedule that is helpful for me and I'm stressing myself out and what is happening to me? So uh, I say all that to say, yeah, I see you. I, I understand, I've been there and I'm here right now. And I'm here right now for several reasons. One of which is we just moved our house, which is exciting, but we didn't move the house, we moved from one house to another. We bought a house, it was great, life is good. Um, It's always stressful moving, Um, You pack up everything and then you have to reorganize it in this new place and everything is not where it's supposed to be and you don't know where it's supposed to go yet and that's where I'm at. Um, I'm now in a home office, which is amazing, Um, but it is a very scattered, chaotic home office and that does make it difficult for me to create. Um, I need order around me in order to feel like I can then focus on the creative process. And that probably could be its own topic at some point in the future, but that is not this week's topic. This week's topic, I think is probably part of the other reason why I have been procrastinating doing most other things, including this podcast episode. Um, And that is I don't know what the title of this episode will be yet. (laughs) I'm kind of hoping um, magic appears in, I say something just completely right at some point in this episode. And I go, oh, that'll be a good title because I don't know what we're going to call it yet. You will know before I will know. No. Time travel is a funny thing in the world of podcasting is what I'm saying. Um, But we have talked about this type of topic before. Um, We have, there are episodes in the archive, um, figuring out what success means to you, um, deciding on your right path, changing your path. And I find myself here again, looking at here are the paths that I am on and which of those do I want to be on? And what does stopping or starting or shifting or changing, what does that mean for me as a creator, for the people around me who interact with the things I create? Um, And so that's what we're gonna talk about. 
But like I said, I don't yet know what this episode is called. So I don't have a good like five word uh, summation of this. It may just be 20 or 30 minutes or longer of me rambling. Um, But hopefully if you don't get a good how to out of it, maybe you get a, ooh, I am not alone in this feeling out of it or a, oh, that could happen. So let me, you know, prepare myself for this potentially happening to me in the future. So I found the reason I wanted to talk about this is I was in the Slack channel group thing that we have for the Smut Lancers community through Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash the Smut Lancers, where people, you know, we have different channels, threads. I'm not good on Slack terminology, but the places where people can talk to each other. And we have one that's an ask anything, you know, just ask whatever question and you get kind of the hive mind sort of answer. Anybody who has a thought that belongs to the group may answer that. And I found myself giving advice and sharing thoughts about what somebody else could do. And it was not advice that I was taking for myself. Um, I think the question that I, that really made me one start looking at what the hell I'm doing with my life as a smut lancer and also um, realize I wanted to talk about this as a as its own topic as its own podcast episode was when somebody asked about, you know, I want to shift gears. I thought I wanted to be this kind of creator. And now I know that's not what I want to do. Um, I'm not quite sure what I want to do, but I know I don't want to do that. And and how do I shift? And how do I just change? And, you know, how do I deal with feeling bad about it? And I don't know that I gave any life altering words of wisdom, but I realized as I was typing out what I thought, and then I genuinely thought that I was also doing that thing of giving advice that I was not taking. And I'm in that place. I'm in a place of, there are things that I do um, as Kayla Lords that I do because I love them and I love doing them. And there are things that I do, and this is the uh, human endeavor. I do many things that I don't love doing, but I certainly love the outcome. Like I work, because I like to earn money. (laughs) I like seeing the money come in when I send off invoices. Thank you very much. Um, And then there are things that I'm doing that I've just always done it that way. And I don't feel connected to it anymore. And I'm not excited to do it. And I'm kind of just phoning it in on some things. And I am resentful. I'm and who the hell am I resenting? Clearly that I need to put a mirror up and say I'm resenting myself, but I'm um, going into things just with a certain amount of burnout and a certain amount of, I don't want to do this. And yet somewhere along the way, I convinced myself that because I started a thing on a random day at a random time, that I'm supposed to do it forever. Uh, For the record, because I I know personally, at least a couple of you who listen, no, I'm not talking about shutting down the smell answer. I think I am going to make some temporary changes um, to get myself settled and to kind of figure out what I want to do with the Smut Lancer, but I'm not shutting down the Smut Lancer. Um, I am going to be shutting something down. And no, I'm, I'm not going to say it here because I don't feel like it's fair to say it here and not say it in the space it needs to be set in. Um, and I am going to make some changes to the type of content I create and where I put my energy and where I spend my time. Um, what I have found 
when I make a big decision, um, no matter how sort of how much I overthink it, how much I worry, how much I analyze it, I am absolutely that person who will experience um, analysis paralysis, that whole I overthought it so much I now can't do anything because I'm just overthought it. Um, But I have learned over time that when a decision is right, the right one for me to make, the moment I decide that's what I'm going to do, I feel a sense of relief. I don't not feel all the other emotions. I, but one of the things I feel is a sense of relief. Like, oh, phew, that, that is, ex- yes, yes, that's the answer. Now, in this case, I felt that. Um, I think it's the right decision to make for myself at this time, but it does not negate all of the other emotions that I feel. And I think this is part of the the hard part of making a shift in what you're doing as a creator, whether that's I'm not going to create any more at all, or it's I was creating this kind of content and now I'm going to create that kind of content. Um, I think it, it's not always about I'm quitting and giving up. It's just about maybe I'm changing and shifting and it can still create conflicting emotions. I know for myself, Um, It's because my identity as Kayla Lord's creator is very tied to some of the things that I do, even though I don't enjoy them in the same way anymore. Even though when I look at the sort of the massive uh, amount of things I have done and can do and want to do, it doesn't even really fit anymore. I still have these moments of, but who does that make me? Am I still the same person I am? think I am? Am I rejecting a part of myself in favor of something else? And sometimes that something else is in favor of money. And I have so much guilt over that. And I don't know why we live in a capitalistic society where you need money in order to survive. As long as you're not earning your money unethically (laughs) and against all of your own morals and values, what does it matter? I don't know. But I do have that like, oh, there goes Kayla. She's not going to do this thing because it didn't make her any money, but she'll go do that thing. Like nobody has said that to me. Nobody is saying that to me. There's a damn good chance nobody will ever think that of me. But my internal voice decided somebody out there is going to think that. And because it's a possible thought or statement that somebody I don't know might say about me, I stop everything I'm doing and go, oh wait, was this really the right decision to make? Should I be making this shift? Should I decide not to do that or to do that? Oh my gosh. And it, that's the most frustrating thing. I wish the decisions that we often need to make in our own best interest to either move ourselves forward towards a goal that we really want to achieve, which I think the decisions I'm making, that's what that is. Or the, I need to take care of myself and these things I'm doing are not taking care of myself, but these things will help me take care of myself. We know on some level that they're probably the best and the right decision for us. And yet, if you're like me, there's still that part of your brain that wants to convince you otherwise, that makes you doubt and question. I want these decisions to be easy. I want to be able to go, this is absolutely not the thing I need to be doing right now. I'm not finding any joy in it. I I don't know what purpose it serves anymore. It is not where I want to place my energy. I'm going to stop doing that thing. I'm going to go do this thing. And I want that decision to be easy. And so far it has not been. 
deciding in my head was very easy. Like I said, that's my barometer for how do I know I made the right decision. For me, in that case, it was a sense of relief. Uh, Yes, that feels right. But it's the aftermath before I've put it into action, before I've told anybody. I did tell two people, the two of the closest people to me. One is John Brownstone, you know, husband, love of my life, business partner. He gets to know everything before anybody else. And then the other person I told was Molly. And (laughs) both of them, I guess I also wanted somebody to go, oh, thank God, we've been wondering when you would make this decision. And nobody did that either. They were like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I didn't see that coming. And that was the moment I went, oh, I don't talk about what's in my own head often enough, which feels ironic to say when I have entire podcasts and websites divided, devoted to the thoughts in my head. Clearly there's some boundaries. I just don't share everything here, there, and here we are. Um, and that's the other thing is sometimes you make a decision and everybody who cares about you in your life has been waiting for you to make that decision. Case in point, when I divorced my first husband, every single person in my life who loves me was like, oh, thank fucking God we've been waiting for this. And that validated the decision even more. It made me go, oh, okay, this is the right, this is the right decision. This is the right thing to do. Okay, I'm feeling better. And also where the hell have you people been for the past 12 years? Because could nobody have like sent me a note or something like DM'd me, emailed me to go, you might, this might not be the best decision, right? But at least when I made the decision, there were enough people in my life that had been waiting for me to make this decision that as scary as it was and as difficult as it was, I knew I had the support. I knew there were people who were like, yes, that's the right decision. And it felt easier to do. Some of the decisions we make as creators, as freelancers, as whatever human beings on the planet Sometimes, and I think we all have have felt this at one time or another, you make a decision and the people closest to you not only don't support it, they actively disapprove. Um, I have, and in in small ways I have been there. Um, And I think that's also really common. And that is really hard to do because it means you have to dig deep and, and listen to yourself and ignore all of those voices around you. And that's a massive leap of faith. And that's very scary. And in the ways that I've ha- I've experienced that, it was powerful and it was empowering once I did that, but it was terrifying. The place I'm at right now, and I think might be more common, is that fuzzy middle ground where you're making changes that you feel like are best for you create that content, don't create that content, take that job, quit that job, do this, don't do that. And the people that are closest to you are supportive, but nobody can tell you that you've done right or you've done wrong. They're like, you've done that thing, okay. And that's when the only thing you can really do is rely on yourself. And you would think that that would be easy at this point, and maybe for some people it is, maybe they, it's either just, it's always been easy for them. They just have this internal compass. They listen to to what they want. They go, yes, that was easy. Let's move on. I'm not that person. I am an anxious person who is most definitely a perfectionist. I'm an overthinker from way back. Uh, how long have I been alive on this planet? Uh, almost 41 years. Yeah, I've been overthinking for almost 41 years. Um, for those of us, especially in creative spaces where 
we know that part of the creative process is the relationship we develop with the people who are consuming our creative process. You know, there's almost a, like a compact, is it compact? Is that the word I want? Words are hard, y'all. It's been a long month, okay, is all I'm saying. Um, that The contract, the the contract, not compact. Woo, woo, words are hard. If I was professional, I'd edit this out. Um, it's kind of the contract you make as a creator with your audience. I'm gonna create this thing. You have indicated you enjoy it and want more of it from me. I'm gonna keep creating it. Well, what happens when you go, I don't wanna create that anymore, right? And there aren't clear cut answers. Uh, well, if you are an overthinker like I am, and I've I've talked to several people who listen to this podcast, I know you are, um, it's hard to know what to do. And I think the answer still comes down to the same thing you do when nobody supports your decision, but it's the thing that feels right to you. You just take that leap of faith. What I need to do though to sleep at night is to give myself choices. So the thing I will definitely be stopping, I will be announcing that later, those of you who know me as Kayla Lords more personally, beyond just the Smut Lancer thing, you'll see it, don't worry. Um, and I'll probably talk about it in a future episode um, because it'll probably come back around to all my other plans and things I wanna do. Um, I have to take that leap of faith. I have to go, this is what's right for me and know that some people will be disappointed and that's okay. I've still gotta do what's right for me, but I have to give myself an out. I have to give myself options. That's how I sleep at night. The, I can change my mind if I want to. I can not do this thing anymore. And maybe in a month, I can't stop thinking about doing that thing or I miss it terribly. Well, then I want the freedom to be able to come back. And ultimately that's the, the freedom that most of us forget that we have. Whether you're just creating your own content for funsies or you're working for yourself. And that I think was the catalyst for me to start making some changes. And that I'm talking about one change that I haven't announced, so I'm total tease, but that's one example of many things that I intend to do differently. I've got to kind of figure out what that means. But over the next few weeks, I will start working differently and looking at things differently and spending my time in different places because in that moment when I was giving advice to somebody else that I was not taking, one of the things I was saying was, we get to choose this life. You know, sometimes you keep a client you don't want because you need the money and that's a choice you're making. But ultimately, regardless of the other reasons that many of us start to work for ourselves or create our own content or earn money on our own terms, part of that is that it's the freedom to do what we want to do. And if we're not doing what we want to do, what the hell are we doing? I might as well go work for somebody else and work um, according to their hours and their terms and their rules because all I've done is boxed myself into that pattern of doing what I think I'm supposed to do, not what I wanna do. Now, let me say again, sometimes the choices are a rock and a hard place. You know, I'm continuing to do some client work that I don't want to do anymore because I want that money and I have not completely replaced that money with other endeavors. Now, in order to do that, I'm gonna have to double up the work I'm doing that's not making the same rate of money until I get there. Or, and here's another hard decision that I'm in the process of figuring out, I allow myself to take a cut, a pay cut essentially, one less client 
and know that that decreases my income for a month, two months, six months in order to build something else. And, and that's not an easy decision to make. And that is even more so a not easy decision to make in the middle of a fucking pandemic, because believe me, I'm the overthinker, the person out there who's like, who the fuck would quit a client when we're in the middle of a pandemic? Guess what? I'm thinking that too. Who, you know, the person who's like, wait, you think your happiness is more important than being able to pay your bills? Believe me, if you think that, if you've had that thought about anything I've just said or your own work, I've had that thought too. And that's the hardest part of setting your own path, building your own idea of what success is, charting, you know, that path to success for yourself, working for yourself, doing the things you want to do. There, there is no like cheat sheet for that. There's no guidebook. There are definitely going to be people with opinions who will tell you what they think you should do. There will also be common wisdom, like the common wisdom that says, don't change your income for the worse in the middle of a pandemic, right? Like that, that makes common sense to me. Except <laughs> I also have experience that says every time I've strategically and purposefully stepped back on income to pursue a different path, ultimately and in the future, I have surpassed where I had been originally when I made that choice. So I've taken pay cuts to get pay raises unintentionally, like sometimes without beyond my control multiple times. So I have the experience that says, wait, that that's actually a thing that's possible. Um, I also have all the, I have other evidence in my life, in my work experience, current day, middle of a fucking pandemic that says, wait, this might not be the worst decision you've ever made. And yet, how do I know? How do I know I'm making the right choice? How do I know I'm on the right path? How do I know that stopping this to start that or just stopping certain things that I do just to take a fucking break and rest and sleep and not feel tired all the time? How do I know that's the right decision? And I promise you, I'm not the first person to go through this. I'm not the last person to go through this. There's a damn good chance that the people who are listening right now have had their your own moment of that at some point today or this week or this month. And I don't care if you're listening when this episode goes live or you're listening six months from now because it's part of the human condition and it's part of the Smutlancer condition. Are you working for yourself? There's nobody to really tell you what the best perfect right decision is. They can give you advice. They can tell you what they think based on their own experience and their own view on life. They can even on paper make total sense and they can actually still be wrong. They can be technically right and still be wrong. Just like you can be technically right or wrong and the opposite is true. Technically, yes, it would be very wrong to give up on income during a pandemic when you don't know what's going to happen in six months to a year. No one knows. No way to predict that. But it could also be right. So I'm making no sense in this episode and I know I'm making no sense. And I think it's because I'm trying to share my thought process and my thought process is very scattered. And guess what? In conversations I've had with other people who are at different 
parts of their journey than I, I'm at. Some are well beyond me and some haven't gotten to where I'm at right now, right? All these different places we can be. The decision making process can be like this. And I think that depends on your personality and how you view things like decision making and conflict and thinking through problems. And do you have, you know, are you a perfectionist? Are you an overthinker? Do you have a lot of anxiety? Are you just constantly unsure and you don't have the confidence yet? Part of what allows me to even have these conversations and to make some of the decisions that I make is because of the experiences I've had. Sometimes when I've gotten to choose those decisions and sometimes when life has thrust those decisions upon me and I, I didn't feel like I had a choice. Um, and those experiences inform part of my decision making now. I am not a natural risk taker. There are people out there who would scoff at that because they would say, how can you work for yourself and not be a risk taker? Very fucking well. That's why I've done the ba same basic kind of work for the past several years <laughs> because I found a thing that worked and I didn't change. And now I'm thinking very seriously about changing, about changing a lot of things that I do. And I and there's a lot that you have to think about. You know, in my case, I I have a partner and I have children, so it's very much how does this impact my family? How does this impact my ability to help? take care of my family. I just bought a new fucking house, y'all. How does this impact my ability to pay for a damn house? Like there, those questions have to be answered and it has to be an answer that you can live with. Um, but then there's also, what does this mean for my identity as this person in this field doing this thing? How, what does this mean for my place within the community that I'm a part of, you know? Um, and I don't have any, have easy answers because it's always easy to give somebody else an answer than it is to take your own advice. And I, I think it comes back to, you have to weigh the pros and cons. If the cons to the decision you wanna make are just a greater risk than you're willing to take at any given moment, then maybe now is not the time to make that decision. If the risk is acceptable, and I say that to mean I understand what the risks are and I know that I can't possibly plan for everything, but I think I could get us through it, then maybe it's time for a leap of faith. And sometimes it's one of those things that you procrastinate on doing for so long that by the time you're finally ready and willing to face the decision you have in your life, it's more of a, oh my gosh, I could have done this six months ago because it's almost easy to just sort of step into it. The decision's practically made for you. Um, and I say this as somebody who has had decisions sort of thrust upon me, choices. Like the first time I ever got laid off from a job where they just couldn't afford me anymore, you know, my, I felt like my choices were limited and ultimately I ended up making several thousand dollars a, a year less at the job, the one job I could get and it was really tough for about six months, but that was an opportunity I didn't know that was a real opportunity. And that is where I ended up making the most I ever made working for another company. And you don't always know those opportunities yet. You can't always see them. You just sort of, the decision's been thrust upon you and this is the thing you can get and this is the path that 
presented itself, you're going to walk down it and see what happens. Um, those are, are both easier and harder. There's a lot less time to overthink it. Um, it doesn't feel like you have much choice. You're taking what's, what's presented and you're going to make the best of it. And this is not one of those situations. This is absolutely within my, my capabilities. This is all about me deciding what I'm going to do and what, um, is best for me, what's best for my family, what's best for my, what I think my future is going to look like, what's best for me today, what's best for me tomorrow. Um, if you don't know if it's time to make some kind of decision, some kind of change, pick a different path, whatever, uh, I will share with you how I have figured out it's time to do something different. Um, burning out every few months is definitely a, uh, a, a big, 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 big indicator. Like no amount of rest, no amount of changing things up and finding new ways and making it exciting again. No amount of that makes the feeling, like for me, burnout is pure exhaustion, lack of energy, lack of will, and a shit ton of resentment. I think other people might describe burnout in slightly different ways. I think those descriptors are pretty common for most people with some level of burnout. Um, like when I finally do get sort of a weekend where I don't have to do anything work smutlancer related, uh, I, I'm exhausted and I have, I don't even want to look at my desk. I don't want to look at my computer. I don't want to do anything. I'm not excited about it. I dread Monday. I work for myself. I did that in part so that I would never have to dread a Monday again. What is happening? Right? So that was one indication. Um, two, it was realizing that I didn't feel like I had choices. And of course I have choices. This, everything I do is a choice that I make. And yes, sometimes I'm choosing between getting paid and paying the bills or not getting paid, but it is still a choice. And once I felt like I lost control of the path I was on, I knew something had to change. Um, so not being able to, to get over burnout at all, um, feeling out of control, um, being sort of, the, the overwhelming emotions I felt have been the resentment of burnout, but just another level of resentment that I can't really explain and, and anger and annoyance and just a lot of eye rolling at things that under different circumstances, those are not the reactions I would have. And I knew something, something was off. I wasn't fitting somewhere. And I don't think it was anybody else doing anything wrong. I think it was me. This was all internal. And it was how I was reacting to things that those same things would happen six months ago. And I wouldn't have reacted that way. And this is all pre coronavirus. This is not, I think what has happened for me is that in, instead of, I think if you're going through this now and it's new and it's since lockdowns and shelter in place and all of the stress of what the world is, is happening in the world and what the world is doing to us right now, I think that makes sense. And I think that um, you might be tempted to make some changes too. And maybe that's exactly what you need to do. All of this has been building since before this. And I think what's happening is the state of the world right now is highlighting it for me. It's making it unavoidable. I can't get away from these feelings and emotions. Um, some people will say, do not make major decisions in the middle of a crisis. And for the most part, I completely agree. Um, I do not make 
decisions at all rashly. I am not the person who wakes up one day and says, yes, I'm going to blow up my entire life today with no forethought. This whole discussion, 30 minutes of it, sorry, y'all, um, has been about the thought process of it and the fact that you can overthink it. You can overthink your way out of making any positive changes as well. Um, I do know that sometimes you have to do the thing that scares you. You have to do the thing that other people wish you wouldn't do because it's not, you're not living for them. You're living for yourself. You, you have to, um, be able to sleep at night with the person that you are and the decisions that you've made. And sometimes people won't like those decisions that you make. I assure you a couple years ago when my stepfather discovered exactly what I do on the internet, uh, he really wishes I would make different decisions. And I really went, no, the fuck I'm not. Cause this is the path I've chosen and this is where I want to be. And this is what I want to do. And it, irreparably damaged a relationship that wasn't that great to begin with. So sometimes you make hard decisions and you disappoint people, you know, it, it's about doing what's right for you, but sometimes it only feels like you're gonna hurt or upset other people. It's really about your own uncertainty about whether you're doing the right thing or what the future holds. And the reality is, is that we never know what the future holds. I assure you, those of us who were ready to get out of 2019, because it was kind of a wild year, could not have seen what 2020 was bringing us, right? Like, <laughs> none of us would have predicted this in the way that it's played out. So, um, you, you can't know. So I do try to give myself the freedom to change my mind later to say, never mind, just kidding. Um, or, oh, I'm back. I took a break from this thing I'm not going to do anymore. And here I am. Or to let's speak more uh, clearly in terms of clients. So if I stop working with one or two clients that I have, that I am definitely debating that right now. Um, part of that is because I currently have people approaching me saying, hey, uh, could you do some work with me? And sometimes I'm turning them down because it's either not work I really wanna do or it's a rate of pay that I'm not, that's not my rate of pay, sorry, go talk to somebody else. Or I'm saying no because I just don't have time and I don't, I don't wanna take on more clients on top of what I've already got. But what that tells me is that if I maintain some of the things that I already do, that I like doing, that I wanna keep doing, those people will continue to be out there. They might not be out there at the exact moment when I need them, but they are out there. My experience is telling me that I have options, that making a decision like stopping one type of work does not mean I've stopped it forever. It means I it means I might have to get creative to find that level of work again if I want it, but it doesn't mean it's a forever thing. It doesn't mean it goes away forever and you can never do this again. It means that you do it differently with different people in the future. It means that those opportunities exist if you know where to go looking for them or if you know how to you know, take advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves. Um, and I know that that comes from other things I do, not just working with client A is not leading me to this specific client B. It's other things that I do that are tangential to, did I say that right? Tangent? That's a word I like. And I don't know if I just said it right. Oh, y'all, this is a rough roller coaster of a podcast episode. I'm so sorry. That was another reason I procrastinated on uh, recording it because I knew it would be a rough one. Somebody tell me how to say that word if you knew what I meant. It, the moment I had genital in it, I was like, that can't be the right word. <laughs> I mean, we're smut lancers here, but I'm not talking about genitals. Somebody tell me how to say that word if you know what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, do you see how scattered I am? Do you see how like, 
all over the place. This is my decision-making process to try to find the best path forward for the things I want to do. And it's tough. It's scary. It's um, very uncertain. And as an anxious person, I don't do well with uncertainty. But I do believe that if we, wherever, whatever level of, whatever type of decision you need to make, and however you handle decision making, because not everybody's anxious, right? If you can get through the scary parts to make those decisions, what I have found is in the past, the scariest part is in the making of the decision. For me, once I decide, well, then I've got a course of action. Then I know what I need to do. And it's not about being on the right path that's so difficult because you never know what the quote right path is. And actually I would, I would say that there are many quote right paths because there is no single right way of doing anything. Um, but it's just finally deciding, <laughs> just saying, I'm going to do this thing differently. I'm going to make this decision. I'm going to change this. And knowing that you've made that decision, even with the uncertainty, even with the fear, even with the, you can't possibly predict the outcome. But that's the thing you have to do. It's the thing I have to do. That's the thing I'm doing right now. And oh, I can see a very long heart to heart with John Brownstone coming up and probably a Skype call with Molly. <laughs> because once I make the decision, well, then I get to start planning how we're going to make this happen. But it's in deciding. And for those of you out there to try and maybe make this episode even remotely helpful, what I will say is whatever decision you make is almost never set in stone. You can go back. You can shift again. You can go, oops, my bad. That was not the best decision. Call that a learning process. Okay. Call that mistake a moment to learn something. That was education. You'll know better and do different next time. Um, but it is part of this. I know it's cliche, but it is part of the journey. Um, I really wish it was part of the journey. I didn't have to be on. I wish somebody could just like give me a list of do these things and you will get to the place you want to be. Um, but I'm trying to get to a place I've never been before doing a thing that my hopes and dreams tell me is possible, but my anxious brain would really like more proof. Thank you very much. Um, the other part of it is that it's about having some level of faith in yourself. And if you do not have faith in yourself, let me promise you, you are not alone. I have a lot of faith in my abilities. I do not always have a lot of faith in my dreams. I know I'm a dreamer. So there's that part of my brain that's like, well, you can dream what you want all day long, but how do you know you can make it happen? And that's the the thing is I keep going, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So how do I pick a path? How do I figure out what success is? How do I get there when I don't know? And ultimately, none of us know. We know what we want. We know what we hope for. We know what we dream for. We know what we're willing to work for but we don't know. And I think I'm going to tell myself and maybe this will help you too. We have to be okay with that. Uh, a thing that I've said to John Brownstone multiple times over the past probably year or two, and it's felt true and it feels true for me. Maybe it feels true for you. As I'm like, you see that hard thing we just, we just had. He's always like, yeah. I said, you know, we got through it, right? 
we got through it and here we are today doing this good thing today. And he's always like, yeah, you're right. And that's the thing I have to keep reminding myself. Every hard moment I've ever had, I got through it. Maybe it's a little dinged up, you know, maybe I was a little hardened by it. Maybe I learned some really hard lessons, but I got through it. So these decisions that we're making for ourselves, for the career that we want, the path we want to be on, what success looks like, what does it mean to be a smut lancer? Even if we go, oops, and make the wrong decision, you've gotten through every other bad decision you've ever made. If you are listening to the sound of my voice right now, you've gotten through every other bad decision you've ever made. And you learned something from it and you moved on and you made different decisions. And maybe that's the thing to remember. And so with that, I'm going to stop talking because I think I could keep, this has become therapy for me. I apologize. Uh, I think I could keep talking all day because I feel like I might've just made a breakthrough. I hope this was helpful for you. If this is not helpful for your life right now, maybe like just make a mental note to remember this when you find yourself in the middle of the decision-making process and you don't know which way to turn and you don't know what the right answer is and you don't know how to make a decision that you know you need to make because you know it can make some part of your life a little bit better or get you closer to your goals. Um, And if you've ever thought, I wish somebody would just tell me what the fuck to do, you are so not alone because I have that thought a lot. I'm going through it right now. So all that being said, I am, this was longer than I anticipated. Sorry, y'all. Um, I, I will be back next week with Molly. I don't know yet what we're talking about, but we will be together and I will be happier because of that. Um, I'll see you on the flip side. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great information at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. It's at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Or follow Eroticon on Twitter or Instagram at Eroticon UK, all one word, Eroticon UK. For more tips, tricks, and help from your fellow Smut Lancers, join us at patreon.com slash thesmutlancers. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.